This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, what's going on? Uh, talking with someone across the world right now. or So he's about as far as you can get away from me right now. I'm in Seattle and you're in Denmark. Copenhagen right now? I'm sitting in Copenhagen, yeah. All right. It's David from a band called Undergang. Uh, when, when you came up to Seattle uh, years ago, when you were on tour uh, with Spectral Voice, you corrected me. I was like, Under, Undergang, Undergang. And you said no. It's undergang. Is that right? <laughs> More or less. Yeah. It's not really that easy, I guess, for people not speaking the Danish thing. We just pronounce it like it's two ends. So it's undergang. Undergang. Yeah, pretty much. Kind of. Okay. Well, I uh, was I was watching an interview with you, and you guys were on like like a talk show, like a nice, professionally done talk show over in Denmark. It was awesome. Is that a super popular television show that you were on? It's just like the national morning TV show, which was kind of a weird experience, I guess. But there was a guy who was doing the, I uh, was part of programming what was going to be on there. And he was into the band. So he contacted me and asked if we would be interested in coming on doing an interview. And then he worked in, we could even play a song. So there was a strange thing at six o'clock in the morning on a, on a Saturday in December, a few years back. It's I also was... in the, wow. this located the studio inside the, um, amusement park called Tivoli, which is like one of the oldest in uh, in the world. So just in the center of this whole thing with all these riots and stuff like that. It was a pretty fun experience. Usually when I get ready for, you know, an interview, I like to just scroll through and see, you know, who else is interviewed, you know, and, and just kind of get a little better research. And it blew my mind because here in America, you that would be like the equivalent of like exhumed being on Good Morning America. And I don't think that would ever happen. So it just blew my mind is in your country uh, of Denmark, is is metal way more like accepted, or was this kind of an anomaly? 
I think it was like a bit of a special thing because I okay. was a guy who got to work there and he, he got the option of doing something that he wanted to. Okay. So it's not just something that happened before. That wasn't like there hadn't been a death metal band playing on National Morning TV before. <laughs> okay. Wow. So you're the first, man. So uh, did you guys get notice? Did you guys notice any like impact? Did you guys get, you know, recognition from like the your your, your grandma's like, oh my God, you you finally made it. Yeah, I can't walk the street without just uh, getting roses handed over to me and kissing babies and signing yes, autographs. Exactly. It really changed. Celebrity, celebrity. Now instant billionaire. <laughs> um exactly. Yeah. Kenny Till sitting here in my mansion. Yep. In the basement. Yep. Uh <laughs> all right. Well, move over Jeff Bezos and Amazon. We got Undergang. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Undergang. Oh. Undergang. Okay. I, I'm even gonna try. So uh you run a, a record store and a production company and, and kind of just a really cool store over in Copenhagen. That's your, that's your day job or is that right? Like that's your, your full-time job. It is, yeah, it is now. Yeah. I've done that for the last year, year and a half now. That's a full-time thing. Congratulations, man. Thank you. It was a big step. Yes. So um, recently you released a, a split for Christmas with uh cadaveric incubator. We will talk about that a bit, but, I'm curious about jumping into, you know, being, uh, you know, an independent um, businessman uh, in during the pandemic, you know, in in a, a style of music that's very niche. But uh, so you open up an actual storefront in Copenhagen. Yeah, actually, we had a store for uh, two. No, what is that going to be now? Three and a half years now, I think. Oh, OK. So I had it was like a weekend thing on a basis before. OK. Uh, support enough of me so we went to get a new place to live we bought a place with an apartment in the back and then uh, a little store out to the street so i could open up doing that to, to begin with while i was still mainly just doing export import kind of stuff so mm-hmm. a lot of mail orders and uh after doing that for a while then i was thinking well this kind of keeps me busy quite a bit so maybe it's try it's worth to try to give it give it a go and my girlfriend said you should and she supported me fully so then I, I quit my my job and tried to go full time with this, and so far it's going all right. I'm not becoming rich, but uh, I can pay my bills, and uh, I'm a very happy guy for doing so. So now we have uh, we moved the store back in January last year, actually, mm-hmm. and opened it up. So now we have a new location in the center of town. All of a sudden, which was just a lot of stores died down because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. but because we've been doing so much export, because we have a lot of people who are familiar with and supporting what we do in America. To be honest. Because of that, we've been able to still make a living just doing a lot of export while we haven't been able to have a physical store open with people coming in. And here we are now. Full-time death metal. Store, label, and we do shows and stuff like that too. So the name is Extremely Rotten Productions. I think it's very fitting uh, <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the band, for the label, for everything that you do. So... Um, that's one beautiful thing about death metal in specific, like and metal is, you know, with so much of the music world out there, you know, mostly people just go to streaming, they'll open up their apps, their Spotify's, but metal he- metal heads will you know, still buy the records. Still, I mean, you see the CDs behind me, you know, still buy the CDs, still buy the t-shirts and directly support the artists. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Is that something you've, you've noticed? I'm, I'm sure it is. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You can also tell that, for death metal, all the formats has just always been alive. Where you have people coming to the store, but like, oh, cassette tapes. So people are doing that again now. It's like, well, for death metal, it just never went away. It's always been tapes, CDs, and LPs. Yeah. And the fans have all been supportive, 
even nowadays, if they don't necessarily want to buy a CD or an LP to listen to the album, then they will still maybe be listening to it digitally, but then they want to buy a shirt from the band to still support the band. And I guess you don't necessarily see that in all other genres. Definitely not. Uh, what's your preferred, you know, if you were to, you know, be like, oh, I love this new album. I want to get it on your for- format of choice. What's your format of choice? I still think the LP is presenting the album the best because you get the cover artwork in the full big size that the artist likely intended for it to be. Mm-hmm. And I do think there's something about the, the ritual of still putting an LP on that is just more fun than the CD or the tape. But it's only just uh, two years ago now that I got upgraded from going away from actually having a Walkman and listening to cassette tapes when I was traveling. And finally adapted and got a, a, an MP3 player so I can play digital music when I'm traveling also. But before that, it would still be by my pockets were full of tapes and I had more Walkman when I was traveling, which was a bit inconvenient, I guess, but when it's just something you always done, you didn't think too much about it. So I still listen to a lot of tapes too, and I think it's a fun format for what it is and very charming too. I like it. So you're you're now, you know, you've you've moved past the old school. You finally have an MP3 player. I like it. So <laughs> you're also an artist. You I believe you did the logo for your band, is that right? I did, yeah. And most and, of the artwork for the band, too. Yes, you do all the artwork for the band. So, you know, artwork is an extremely vital part of, you know, death metal, especially death metal and and and, and metal. You know, you could think of, you know, I have a Rhapsody poster in the background, a Sleep poster. You know, those are iconic visuals, you know, and and then yeah. like, you know, all the way to like Dan Seagrave for like Morbid Angel and all this. Shit. So for you, who are your favorite metal artists? I appreciate pretty much everything from like big artists as Dan Seagrave and Wes Benscoto and, and so on. But since I'm also like when and one of the members of the band themselves could be an artist. Yeah. So say like Steve Oakman and Patigo who do all their art. But then and for the little bits that Chris Ripe had done for Autopsy and to see with Jeff Walker, the bits he used to do for Carcass and stuff like that too. That was always been a big influence for me also just knowing that one of the members in the bands were doing that too. And even though it might not be big, extremely detailed and colorful paintings is still one of the people writing the music was doing the art too. And I always thought that was really cool. And that influenced me to do some of the stuff myself too. And it's cheaper. And you don't have to, you know, describe what you're thinking. Like it comes immediately from that mind of madness. Pretty much. I just have total control. And I I do. That's awesome. Okay. So during, you know, this, this global pandemic, you know, what, how, what's, what's Denmark been like? Did you guys, um, you know, were you guys allowed to do shows? We, we keep, I mean, there's shows here. Everyone needs to wear masks and stuff, at least in Washington state. You know, I've seen a, a good amount of shows though. What, what are things like where you're at? It changes all the time, to be honest. So from going to be in complete lockdowns so where nothing gets a place to things being almost like it, it is normally. So people being able to stand up and attend and, full capacity and not wearing masks. And then we go back again, then limited amount of people can be there and alcohol has to stop being served at 10 o'clock and people need to wear masks to go into where only 50 people is allowed and they all have to sit down except for when they're going to the bars and like that or the toilets. So it, it's it's just various degrees all along and it's been going up and down all the time. About now we're about to go back to being able to do 500 people capacity shows again. And uh, I think more or less the same coming up here from this week on now. And then next month, I hope that I'll be loosened up a little bit more again with being able to stay up open till past 12 or whatever it is now. 
it's hard so to make plans. It's hard to make it plans, is. you know, because, you know, as a band, you know, you you have to kind of book in advance like, OK. And but then, you know, you never know, maybe two weeks from now you'll go back to restrictions. So I'm, I'm assuming that it's kind of difficult. It is. Yeah. Luckily, I have a foot in with a couple of venues in town who are supportive and giving me well, allow me to do some shows where I can do the booking as I please and get it in there. So they'll get, get in touch and offer me some dates and I'll try to get something set up because you can't just sit and wait. You need to plan and hope for the best. And then if you, yes. it's not going to work out, then you cancel. So we have something going on pretty much almost every month. We've been have that for the last, how long has this been going on now? Almost two years. So, uh, <laughs> so we had something pretty much all, all, the, all the time going along here. And luckily we have a lot of cool bands in Copenhagen right now. Yep. So I've been able to just focus on that, and people are supportive and come out to see the same death metal bands playing all along. But we have cool bands like Dequisitor and Tafos, Chaosian, Ascendancy, uh, Dead Void, Septic, and then there's some of the bands I'm playing myself that I can book on, on there also, of course. So we can do like a nice little mixed roster coming out over and over again. And awesome. So it sounds like you have kind of a, a cool, vital underground scene. It seems that way, but it's really just the same 15 people okay. sharing a basement rehearsal room playing in all the bands. But nonetheless, people come to the shows too. There's usually like a couple hundred people at the shows. So it's all right. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Cool. Okay, so you just kind of dropped a little bit of tidbit that I'm going to pick up here. You said all yeah. these different bands that you play. So you play in, you know, I I know, obviously, we're talking about Undergang. Oh, sorry. Undergang. Uh, that's what, cool. Okay, yeah. What other bands are you in? Let's let's hear it. Uh, so you might say I cut down a little bit, but something's changed a bit. But I have another band called Frenolith mm-hmm. that is still going off to being on a bit of a hiatus. We're back again now with a new drummer and things are fun again. And we're playing some shows and had a new album out here in December called Chimera on a nuclear winter. That's right. I saw and, that. And besides that, I have a new band we've been working on for the last few years, finally about to play our first show in March here in town now, called uh, Sequestron, which is some more death grind with a little bit ass, like early Sisma or something like that. So a bit more rock on the top of the disgusting sewer grind. Sewer grind. I like it, man. <laughs> so that's one thing, you know, we, we got to we gotta mention is that, you know, Lunargong is specifically known as sewer death metal at least that's what you know you guys proudly you know have the the torch of sewer death metal so in your opinion oh, what's cool. what's what is sewer death metal man that's why uh, this uh, sonic sound of uh, audio flushing your toilet now nah, we just i don't know i was just trying to make something sound gross for when you have the vocal sounding as disgusting and low as you can and with the instruments low low tuned just a bit of the swamp sound to the whole thing. And it just sound fitting. Absolutely. I in on uh the radio show, sometimes we'll call, you know, we'll play a band and we'll say, Man, that's pure audio diarrhea. <laughs> that's horrible, but it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. We don't and we don't mean it in like a negative way. We mean in a positive way, you know, like pure that's filthy. That's audio diarrhea. I love it. So yeah, all right. It's just awesome. Had, it's awesome. 
had to know. So, um, so you've played some shows, you have some shows going on. What about, uh, your, so your last album was called, uh, I'll try and get this. I'll drink Yeah. Released in 2020, uh, on dark descent. What, uh, do we have down the pipeline? Anything, any new music? I'm assuming probably always working on new stuff, right? Yeah, we always are. At the same time, we actually at the moment have, I think it's like something stupid, like 15 songs recorded that's going to come out over the next year. Wow. Ready. So we have uh, one of the next few months that's going to be a four-way split LP coming out, released by um, local Nightstrad Records and Extremely Rotten. It's going to be celebrating a bit of what's going on in Copenhagen right now. Awesome. So it's going to be exclusive songs from Dayquisitor, Frenolith, Tafos, and Onagang. And after that, we have also, I think, in April is scheduled for coming right now, an LP through Misako Noho Records and CD by Dark Descent, a split LP with Anatomia. So we did the split tenants a few years ago, well, maybe 10 years ago or something like now, with them also. But since the friendship is still going between the bands, we just thought it was worth celebrating again. Yeah. We had new albums coming out, both bands, so we just did a couple of new songs each to do another split LP. And after that, we have uh, sometime later this year also a split LP coming with Spectral Voice. Awesome. Since we had a camaraderie going since the tour and stuff like that too. And yeah. Stuff going on, it seemed like a fun thing to do. And on side of that, we also have uh, seven new songs coming as a new uh, mini LP, mini CD with Misako Noho and Dr. Sand again too. Holy man. I know. There's not a lot to do when you're in a lockdown out there. So you write music. That's awesome, man. Well, congratulations. I I should just uh, make sure I put uh, that on my calendar so I can just pick up, make sure I, I order all all of those. That's awesome. Um, Want to play it on your show? Let me know. I'll send you copies. That'd be great. That'd be great, man. Uh, I know shipping would probably be pretty expensive, but, you know. Yeah, that, well, it's my business now, isn't it? It's all promotion. And exactly. People, people like you want to play your music on there. Awesome, man. Well, okay. Well, um, I look forward to the packages. I would very much appreciate that. So I'm, I'm curious about, you know, growing up, you weren't born a death metal head. What was your first experience, you know, with the underground heavy music? You know, what was, do you remember your first time hearing death metal or hardcore or punk or anything that resembled aggressive music? Specifically, I guess what stands out the most from going from listening to various radio rock and stuff like that was hearing Morbid Angel. And the first song I heard was Where the Slime Lives. Yeah. And I just couldn't believe that you could make the guitar sound that way. And, and the where did you hear it? That... There was a friend that played it. I was cool. at a party. So awesome. the old way. <laughs> so they were showing so you new bands. They were already into to that kind of music. Yeah, I was seeing some of the spots, some older kids from school and stuff like that. Yeah, some cool stuff, and they had long hair and stuff like that. So you knew they went to something sick. Yeah, we're just trying to get in to see what kind of shirts they'll be wearing, what kind of bands they'll be, and then you go to the library or the record store and see if you could find whatever that was, and eventually being allowed to have them played for you <laughs> when you're old enough to go to parties and such. Awesome, man. Well, so uh, do you remember your first time seeing it live? Nothing specifically, actually. Not I don't remember my first live metal show for some reason. Okay. I remember my first show I ever went to as a bigger show was I went to see uh, The Offspring, mm-hmm. which is a band I still like today, too. 
yeah. which is not very death metal, but still very yeah. cool. It's good. Smash is uh, an incredible I, record. I agree. I was listening to it as late as yesterday. So what about uh what's your what's your uh what's your thoughts on Pretty Fly for a White Guy? Can we get a uh owner gun cover of Pretty Fly for a White Guy? No? Uh, I don't know. It's, it sounds a little bit difficult to play. I might need to do some exercise before we can do that. Gluben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, to you people it probably sounds like it could be Danish anyway, with all the mumbling. Exactly. So, okay, so you are wearing a metal shirt now. I have a big selection of metal t-shirts. What's your favorite out of your selection? One death metal t-shirt. If you if there was a fire in your apartment, you know, knock on wood, if there was something ha- happening and you had to pick one metal t-shirt to grab, which one would you grab? It's hard to say. I was usually always be wearing some stupid cargo shirt or something like that, so probably one of those. Maybe a Symphonies of Sickness shirt. Yes. What I do pretty well, I think. Absolutely. The original. What would you choose? What was that? What would you choose? I have a, an, a it's definitely not death metal, but there's this post-punk band called Susie and the Banshees. Oh, yeah. All right. I it's follow you there. A vintage Susie and the Banshees t-shirt I found at a thrift store years ago. And Sounds gross. Great t-shirt. And you will never be able to find it again. So I would grab that one because a lot of my other t-shirts, you know, they're, you could buy it online, something like that. But that's one you will never find again. Also a Metallica t-shirt from the 90s tour that I also found at a thrift store. Th- those are just two t-shirts that you can't find. So, so there you sense. go. Yep. All right. Thanks for the answer. You're very welcome. Uh, okay. So what's, uh, what are your favorite death metal bands? you know, that represent your taste in music, you know, and it can be of all time, whether they're still playing, whether they're, they were, you know, broke up years ago. What about like uh, four or five of your favorite death metal bands of all time, David? I'll probably go back to the main mentioning Cargus again. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say autopsy. And then maybe you'll be Epitigo once more. And we could go bit north over where we are here now and I'll say Funebra from Finland. Yes. That's four. That'll do. All there right. Too many down there. They always forget them. Tomorrow I'd say something different. Almost. Okay. So, you know, just a couple more questions for you, David. So, you know, yeah. being someone that has, you know, put out tons of music on your own label, extremely rotten productions, um, What's what's a piece of advice you would give to someone who wants to, you know, start a you know a basement record label or put out their friends' tapes or you know just start something and put out some some metal? What's what's a piece of advice you would give them? Just to be uh, aware, you're going to be spending a lot of time and a lot of money on something that is likely not going to pay off for a long time. But if it's driven by passion, that is the way to go. It's just very fun being able to help support your local scene or the the music that you like. For me, when I started out, the thing was also just a matter of me wanting certain releases from bands I couldn't necessarily get. Then I just make sure they were available again, and that could be something I'll put out then. And then just helping friends get their music out. So if you want to do the same thing like that, I guess that's a pretty good way to go. And then just go for what you care about. Don't care about what other people tell you is cool. 
what you think is the right thing to do. It's just the thing you want to do. Make your own brand. I like it. That's great advice, man. And the passion is is very obvious, you know, with with everything that you put out and just extremely rotten. Just the name says it all. Um, I'm just another nerd. And I'm just burning for this. I suck at everything else for this. I think I do okay. I agree. Well, I don't agree that you suck at everything else. I don't know what else you do, but I say that you do really well at this. So that's what I meant. Okay. My last question for you, David, if you can show us, feel free, but pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar and show us if you can. I think I've been on here. Uh, You probably can't see much here, but. Hidden in up here, there is mm-hmm. a scar from I used to have a boil when I had a staph infection, which meant that I had abscesses and boils all over my upper body. And uh, I got that from being in the um, in squatted house in Copenhagen, where my rehearsal room was at at the time. And just being in the room because it was so infected made me ill. And that led to me just getting a lot of boils. And it was very painful and it was very smelly. And it took me six months to get rid of. And I have several little scars reminding me of that to this day. It almost sounds a little bit death metal, doesn't it? Being covered in boils. That's like original carcass artwork right there. <laughs> I should have taken more photos. I had the same thing, man. I had a staph infection near my belt line. And uh, it, I just thought it was like a pimple, you know? So I just like itched yeah. it. And and itching it is what made it, you know, the worst because I probably had some sort of, you know, thing in my in my you know fingernails. So I probably had some sort yeah. of, you know, uh, inevitable. fingers are dirty all the time. Yep. And so I scr- scratched it, and then it just became infected, and it was it was a lot getting that that taken care of. So I had to get on antibiotics and all that crap. So yeah. pretty gnarly. Well, you to the point in your life where you were not allowed to wear pants. And then you walk in the street to no pants and you kept getting arrested all the time for exposing yourself to minus. And I'm like, hey, the doctor ordered it, man. I'm sorry. What? No, people don't care. They don't want to listen to the truth. They just think you're a pervert. And you're just trying to survive. It's a hard life. They want you to have boils. That's what they want. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Man. They say it's good for you. But I'm, I'm not sure I agree. It no. wasn't that fun, was it? No. Dude, I appreciate you taking the time to do the interview. Any final words? Well, thank you for inviting me on here again. It's been fun having a chat again since, what was it? It's been five years, hasn't it? I think so, yeah. When, so I when appreciate we were... you showing some interest in the band again and what we're doing here. Always. Well, listen to death metal, support your local scene, and don't be a jerk. Perfect final words. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.